everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode with, uh, you know, me, Pastor Josh, and uh, Pastor Matt. I think we open up like that every No, week. but it's good. It's, it's okay, nice it's to have consistent. some consistency. Okay. And um, I think this is episode three. No, this is four. Keep it's up. Four? Oh my gosh. Is it four? Yes. I don't think it is. It is four. Oh, okay. I, listen, you're in charge. I just work here. No, I... That's not even... Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. I watched my life savings plummet uh, oh. today. Oh, we're, uh, are we talking about cryptocurrency right now? Every time, man. Every time. Every mm-hmm. time. No, it's not my life savings. Listen, uh, this is not financial advice because I probably shouldn't be giving you any. But um, if you're going to invest, don't invest what you can't afford to lose okay um right now there are people around the world throwing themselves outside of homes off of roofs all because they decided to go all in on a stupid dog coin and it just plummeted to zero don't do it people be wise be wise sound advice yeah dave ramsey (laughs) Right. Oh, buy everything in cash. Yeah. Don't have credit. Have envelopes everywhere around the house with cash in it. Like it's the depression. Debt is from the devil. I actually, I'm actually on that train. Oh, I, I, I agree. I I actually think debt is awful. Being slave to the lender is a terrible feeling, but that is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What this podcast is we'll, about. We we'll should get to, to that. <laughs> we will get to a financial. Intentional finances. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, that's did a you... good. <laughs> did you, did I growl or you growled? No, there? I think we both growled. I think we did. Intentional finances wow. coming this summer. It's, why so long? Uh, well, people, people need to get through Christmas. We can't make people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good point. That's a solid point. You know, January, everyone's looking at their credit card statements thinking, right. uh, did my kids really need another pair of joggers yeah so maybe february is a good time to talk about it or is that like the month of love uh, thing? then you get valentine's day people get weird yeah hmm. people it's, start coming out of their funk in like march april may and then they buy a boat in june <laughs> <laughs> right. right so we need to hit it up somewhere between april and may yes yeah yeah okay no well you know what let's mark that on the calendar get your envelopes and <laughs> we'll We'll hit that up in May. Get your okay, but tonight... <laughs> is it, the irony of all this, by the way, yeah. is that Tegan walked into the kitchen yesterday yeah. and handed me $25 in cash. Oh. And I was like, what's this? And she said, this is your coffee money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No envelope. No, no. So she didn't like... She was saving trees Yeah. Um, by not giving me the envelope. Sure. But yeah, just an interesting that you brought that up right now. Are are you guys doing Dave Ramsey? So tonight, what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be talking about serving, serving, uh, serving. So uh, we're in our intentional series about really kind of what the church is about in terms of service and socials and all kinds of stuff. And uh, the year is about intentional living. Uh, living on purpose really is the idea. And so last weekend we talked about uh, serving, what that looks like. I think we hit up some 
some good things around, you know, what it looks like to serve in light of what Jesus has done for us. But we ended off in a bit of a, um, how do you say, a quandary, quandary, a tension. I was going to say ellipsis. <laughs> Does that make sense? Three dots? I don't know. I've, I've been texting too much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what does serving actually mean for the local church? Yeah. What does it look like for people to do it in a way that reflects Jesus? But on top of it all, like, why, why is it so difficult? And ultimately, what does serving do for the individual person? And how does it actually get us closer to God? I think those are the things that we have to kind of yeah, talk about. Yeah, and I think we we gave a kind of over overview of it, and yep. we gave like ideas, and we gave theoretical concepts and theological concepts mm-hmm. of you know Jesus served, so should you, right? And and that's kind of where we we touched on, but I think where the tension came was the reality versus the ideology of it all. Right. Right. What ideally what the church should look like, ideally what you and I should look like mm-hmm. as Christians, versus how were truly perceived how how what the real story is and i think that we we almost got into it and then i think i said something along the lines of let's save it to the podcast it's that darn Um, spirit of discernment well because i I think it's 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 a good it's a good topic because let's start by by saying this the church should serve Mm -hmm. because jesus served right okay Period. Period. Point point one, only point, love your neighbor as yourself, serve, and if, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Now, let's get into it. Okay. I think, and I'm I'm just going to dive right in. Just dive. I'm I'm diving. I'm, I'm going deep. Um, was, is there a Michael? I'm no. going deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My head. I'm, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Um, Go check it out on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Apple Music. Sorry. <laughs> what am I? Ninety. <laughs> Go get the disc at Blessings Christian Marketplace. <laughs> like just <laughs> download it off Kazaa. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Kazaa, the <laughs> yeah, illegal downloader. If yeah. you're a really bad Christian, you just download off Napster and not pay for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, 100%. I got the new Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. So uh, here, here's the thing. I, I think we have a heart issue. Okay. Ooh. I think while we all have heart issues, we all need a heart transplant from Jesus. <laughs> okay, whatever. But but the reality is I think before. I think we serve with the wrong motivation, the wrong intention, okay, the wrong heart behind it, and henceforth that messes all kinds of things up. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is this. Some of the top things why people... Okay, so Mahatma Gandhi said this one time. I I, re- I, I like your Christ. Yeah. I love your Christ. I don't love your Christians yeah. because your Christians aren't like your Christ. True. Okay? That's what he said. And I think when we see the church 
and not and and this isn't this isn't a blanket statement this isn't an all or nothing mm-hmm. but oftentimes i think as christians we serve so that we can get an a on our spiritual report card where it's like okay great i gave some socks to people who needed them yes check check i served my local community in a movie night by giving out popcorn. Check. Check. Yeah. Um, I'm in October. Our church is doing a um, like giveaway free coffee during Halloween. Great. I, per- I participated in that. I got a ribbon and a check. Mark. Gave coffee on the devil's night. Check. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then I think what it does is people... You, you know and I know that when, when somebody has ulterior motives, whether they're trying to sell you something or they're trying to push something, or, yes. you can sense it. And yep. I think people, I think they sense it. I think they see us and they wonder, what are they trying to pitch me? Mm-hmm. What are they trying to sell me? How are they trying to sell me? And I think actually as Christians, a lot of us are unintentionally and maybe even intentionally trying to be a salesman when we do these things. And I think that's where the tension comes. We're not really serving to serve. I'm not washing your feet because I want to wash your feet. Yeah. I'm washing your feet because I want you to think I'm a good Christian or that I'm a good person or that, Hey, look, I'm following Jesus or, Hey, I'm doing this or, Hey, I go to this church. Mm. And so then in, in turn, people, they look at us and they, they, and they go, well, okay, that person is serving me right now. But isn't that the person who flipped me off at a red light? Right. Isn't that a person who I've seen dot, 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 ellipsis? Isn't that a person who saw me do this or, or you know, isn't that the person who I saw uh, curse out their teacher because of this and that? And this word hypocrisy comes into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, how am I supposed to serve you when you're looking at me and you're like, man, you're a hypocrite. You're a, you know, What's another thing? Like, uh, they think Christians are judgmental, right? Like, we judgy. We so judgy. Yeah. We judgy. It's because we are. Oh, okay. Because we are. Yeah. Like, so, I love what you're saying. I I think the... Your motivation piece is is really good. And and here's here's why I, I think it's... It's good, but it's also very sad. Because like in a in a very kind of humanistic kind of way when people do good things who are not christians right um and this isn't a, an us versus them thing this is just what is the thing that people say when they've done something good that made me feel good Right? right? So the idea, so the motivation as to why somebody did something was really for themselves, right? Like maybe not even intentionally at first, but in the end, it gives enough of a dopamine hit that you're like, oh, like I, that made me feel good. And a lot of Christians do the same thing. It's just shrouded in Jesus. It's like, I'm going to do this thing because 
it's about Jesus. When in reality, a lot of people at the end of the day get their, um, get their dopamine hit or get their, um, affirmation from doing those things. Right. Christians get a spiritual high from yeah. it. Wow. Look how good you are at, at, at this. And a story that always gets me time put out an article, I don't know, years ago now around mother Teresa and like everyone I think thought that she was a very, um, you know, just joyful person. You know, she, she fed the poor, gave, gave her life because she just wanted to. And when you read her letters, um, to various people and you look back in the history of it, like she actually went through a dark night of the soul for years and years and years, like never felt God there and was always questioning whether or not she should be doing this thing because she didn't feel like she had a connection to God and yet knew it, it, it was the thing that she, she had to do. And I wonder sometimes if the, the, the pursuit of the dopamine hit, the pursuit of the affirmation, the pursuit of the check marks, that's really the thing that has made the chaos in the PR problem that's going on in, in the church, um, you know, or with the church in the world, because ultimately like, why, why do people think that we're hypocritical or judgmental or whatever, all those things, right? I mean, we've been saying this stuff for years. Sure. Nothing new, nothing new. Um, but I think it's getting worse and worse. And the reason it's getting worse and worse is because we're not learning the lessons that, Hey, by the way, that's not that's not how we should be. We just continually perpetuate the same thing over and over and over again, thinking it's going to have different results. Or we, you know, we we say we don't want to go after celebrities. Like Jesus, Jesus is the point. Like he's our audience of one. Remember, like that was a big phrase. And yet, with every generation, we find another celebrity pastor or celebrity leader that kind of takes our affections away from Jesus. And then we find the motivation pieces to do stuff that still at the end of it, like give us a dopamine hit, but really leave us empty. Well, are we serving the pastor or the hype or the church we attend versus the audience of one? Yeah. Right. And, and and it's a good point because like, I remember growing up and there was a time in high school where I was doing random acts of kindness. Right. That I was serving people, serving in my church, serving in ways that no one ever knew. I didn't tell people. Right. I didn't hype it. I didn't put it on social media because there wasn't any back then. Oh man. I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't pump my own press. I didn't read my own press. I just served. And, and it, it was like, um, my youth pastor who, who recently passed away, actually, hmm. he, he used to say to me, Matt, um, you can't lead. And this is such a cheesy youth group saying, I'm sure, yeah, but yeah. you can't lead unless you are able to do chairs. Yeah. Right. And it was the idea of being able to serve. It was being able to do, you know, the, the being able to walk before you run type of deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you tell me to like, and yeah. and yet it made, it made sense because it made me into somebody who was willing to serve others yeah. with no reward, 
with no um, admiration or claps or high fives or that dopamine hit, which then led into my older years of of being able to serve people Mm -hmm. and not wanting anything from them. Like I love my neighbors and I talk to my neighbors and I engage with my neighbors and I, I take my neighbor's garbage out when they're going to be late or they're recycling like little things like that. But I do it not because I'm like hoping that they come running out at the door and say, Oh, thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do it because I just want to serve. I just want to do the right thing. I want to, I want to be able to create in their mind this weird paradox where they think they understand what a Christian and the church is. Yeah. And then they're seeing me and both of those worlds are clashing at a consistently high rate, yeah. which forces them, which it has to ask questions, right? Like, yeah. well, you say you're a Christian. I know I went to this United Church, you know, our neighbors next door. Well, we, we, I grew up going to United Church, your church and who you are and how you act mm-hmm. and how you engage with me are not the same as the United Church. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? In my world... With no intention of trying to convert them. I've got those air air things up. I just want to hang out with them and be friends with them. And so my intentional part of that Mm -hmm. is constantly checking my heart. Because honestly, we grew up in in the peak days of like... um, Converting people. This idea of numerical conversions and that if you weren't doing those things, Mm -hmm. were you truly a Christian? And people weren't people, they were products or that they were um, proof of spirituality. Look how many friends I brought to youth group. Yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't because I cared about their spiritual lives or that I cared about them as people. It was like I got a free chocolate bar or something if I brought a friend. You were the motivation. I was the motivation. Yeah. For, For sure. And then my motivation for them, I was their motivation, and my motivation was some some tangible, stupid reward. Right. Um, that didn't matter. That didn't matter. And then at the end of the day, when they didn't come back the next week, I didn't really care because I, I wasn't up for a free chocolate bar at that point. Right. Yeah. I. I so. For. M- for me, like I always come back to Jesus's words around, you know, the first will be last and the last will be first. And this emphasis over and over again in the Bible, especially in the gospels, well, everywhere. Um, but Jesus being very specific around like, well, if, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you have to be the person that's willing to put yourself last. And, how we've really twisted it into that's what gets you to be first. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I'm a, a mutual friend of ours posted this thing about like, it was called Hillsong hell, uh, 60, 60, uh, 60 minutes, Australia thing. And I, I watched it because, you know, over the years, uh, Hillsong has been a big, um, thing for, I think people in our generation and, you know, all that other stuff. But like, the thing that struck me the most was not like, yes, a lot of the stuff is deplorable. The things that, uh, you know, allegedly have happened are, are not good. But what really got me was a lot of the stuff that happened 
was shoved under the rug because the people that did it were high-service people. Like the what you just said about the um, the chairs, right? Like my youth pastor did the same thing to me. But, you know, Dennis, what was your youth pastor's name? Steve. Yeah, Dennis Oxford. Check him out. He's the coolest guy. Steve... Um, Melnichuk. Melnichuk. That's right. Steve Melnichuk. Um, so I think for both of those guys, they're in the small, smaller churches doing their thing. Like... <laughs> what at the end of the day is really going to be their motivation around saying that stuff? It's not like it's going to elevate them in, in, in any sense. They're like legitimately good people trying to teach you something and me something about what serving people looks like. Whereas I think there are cultures of churches, and I think this is becoming more prevalent, where if you serve really well, you potentially have someday the opportunity of potentially being at the height of authority, like you are the most spiritual person. So people are going to end up serving you. Are you telling me that if I serve well enough, I could be your armor bearer? Come on. For those that don't know what that is. Wait, could I dab your forehead with a hanky while you're preaching? Yeah, but explain this to people. There was a guy. There was a guy. There was a guy. I will name no, him. No, don't. Yes, I don't. don't. I'm going to do it. Pat Schatzline. I cannot stand this person. I, 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 he, and if ever anybody we know listens to this and sends us to him, Pat, we sat in, we sat in literally a van and you told me and younger guys oh, no. how you need to eat an apple before you preach so that it clears your throat so you can get the word of God out ridiculous anyway so he he ends up um bringing some guy with him we were youth pastors at the time in this district and like this armor bearer this guy his literal job you're you're dying inside you're like why did you name him could you not have just left it alone i just knew that this was going to be a trigger for you oh because there's so many stories oh so many stories (laughs) and so so back in the day there were these guys called armor bears they literally were church interns is what they were and they didn't wear armor by the way they didn't wear armor but but which would have actually made them really would have made so much better yeah okay but but the idea was basically you gave a year of your life two years of your life whatever it was to a local church most of the times in the states or parts of master's commission don't go google it because it's a waste of your time and like and these guys would literally like no pay no nothing the idea was you just need to learn how to serve. And yes, Southern accents, I'm doing it. And so it was, hey, you know what? You just need to come serve, be my armor bearer. What does that mean? Get me coffee, get me my apple so I can, I can clear I, my throat. Clear my throat. <laughs> John Fonte. Anyway. Um, oh, what, what else can I do? Oh, take a hanky. No, a towel. When I'm sweating because I'm preaching God's word. You come up to me and you dab my forehead so that the sweat of God doesn't go in my mouth. Like, and, but like, I remember we, like, we thought that was crazy once we were youth pastoring, but like. When you say it out loud now, it, how do you, how do you explain that It's kind of nuts, to yeah. all the teenagers that we were bringing? Like we had, yeah. I mean, the youth conventions we'd go to were like 1500 kids yeah. and there's a person walking up 
the the stage at the embassy in Oshawa, and they're dab like this this kid is dabbing a full grown man's forehead of sweat. At one point, didn't he? I could be I could be mixing this up, but didn't he go up the the armor bearer? Didn't His go, name was Kyle or something. Like, didn't he go up in advance and lay out the Bible mm, on the on the pulpit? I remember before, that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we're a little off topic, no, but <laughs> I, I actually don't think we are. Okay. And, and the reason why is because that's the kind of thing that we're like. If you're willing to do that, right? Then you should get a bigger stake in having you know God's blessing on you and God. Like it's almost like the more you sacrifice for for stuff like that then God's going to bless you more. And I actually think like when we're talking service in the Bible, Jesus is very clear like no what we're what he's saying is actually like get over yourself. All right. Actually serve somebody else. Make sure that the right hand has no idea what the left hand is doing. Um do it with a sense of I'm sacrificing what I want for the sake of what you want. Right. Like those things are real service. And that's really like, I think for us as a church, that's what we want to see. I'm not interested in somebody dabbing my forehead because I'm sweating. Uh, I know you're not, I mean, <laughs> I can't speak for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't need right? that. Like, yeah. like I remember when I was pastoring in Newfoundland, um, it was, we do these potluck things and I picked up a broom one time and started sweeping and people were like, what are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? Like I'm sweeping. No, but the pastor doesn't have to do that. Like at what point, like, and these are older folks, right? Yeah. So now we get to the generation of people that were in, you know, millennials and younger. Like they're, the idea of automatically gaining respect because of your position, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I think the only way that we can gain respect in our culture and in our society and with the people around us is if we actually genuinely serve them by like taking out the trash because you know your neighbor's going to miss it. And if they miss it, they got another like week to wait with all the junk in there. So why not take it out? What's the big yeah. deal? No, and, and I think you're right. Like we've we've celebritized serving, right? We've mm-hmm. we've made it this attainable goal that if I serve enough, I'm going to move from the back of the bus yeah. to the front of the bus. And ironically, Jesus is still sitting at the back of the bus, going, "Where are you going?" Yeah. Well, I'm going to the front of the bus. Yeah, but all the cool kids sit at the back, and. The, and you, we still have this idea that we need to be at the front of the bus, that we need to work our way up. And, and I mean, I've seen it. I, I've seen people who serve, but look around to make sure that there are people seeing them mm-hmm. serve. And, and I guess the, the whole point of it is this, like my heart for our church is that we can serve we can serve in secret mm. we can serve you know as you said to the audience of one mm-hmm. you know you can you can you can do do all these things mm-hmm. literally for Jesus yeah. and not for man and still 
get an amazing spiritual high mm. and it not be for selfish gain. And that was Jesus. You know, there was no dopamine hit for watching his disciples' feet. Mm. There was no dopamine hit when there was nobody around and he's at the woman with the, at the well, mm. right? There's no dopamine hit when he goes back to Zacchaeus' house and has dinner with him and there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, he's not placating to his audience. He's not lobbying. He's not doing a political, you know, like we're in the middle of a, a vote tonight, right? Mm-hmm. He's not trying to rally people to his cause. He's just serving. He's just, you know, doing his thing. E- even I think about um, Jairus. And his daughter who passed Mm. and, and he kicks all of these people out of this room. Like he takes out the show, he takes out the doubt, he takes out all these people and he serves this, this, this young lady. Yeah. He brings her back to life. Um, whether you believe the Bible or not, you know, that's according to the Bible. He, he brought her back to life, but he did it in a way that wasn't showy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't moving to the front of the bus. It wasn't any of those things. And I think that's just my, my, my frustration is that, and I'm not saying everybody does this, but it's interesting because depending on the serve opportunity that we create, Mm -hmm. just take a look at how many people show up to those things, Mm. right? How many people, when you, 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 you do certain, you know, if we do a missions trip, oh, we'll get lots of people, but do a, a, a playground cleanup. Yeah. Right. And, and, and cause one seems more spiritual than the other. Yeah. One seems like a bigger deal than the other. Do you, do you feel like those days are gone though? Like, like mission trip days? Yeah. Like I, I, I just think, do you, do you get a sense that like people are seeing through that stuff? Like, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying tr- like, Really churchy folks will always love those things. Sure. They'll pass that down generation to generation. But like people who are genuinely, and and what I mean is like the many people that you and I see that, uh, is that my wife? Yeah. The, the people that you and I are constantly coming, um, coming in contact with that we know that, you know, we watched do ministry and do, but now we're far away from anything having to do with that. Like, do do, like, that's who for me, I want to run after so hard. I have no desire to run after people who are, are fine. Like, yeah, I I think, I think we are seeing a shift and I, and I think that shift is people, you know, we can call it deconstruction of faith. mm -hmm. We can call it whatever you want. Those nineties, early two thousands youth group kids and everything else like that who there was a hype train, there was all that kind of stuff that was, mm-hmm. you know, serve groups. And, and I'm not making fun of all these other groups no, like no, no. YWAM and Mission Master's Commission and, and all those things. At the time, they, they did bring a certain level of, of spiritual maturity to people, that people did grow and, and all those kind of things during all those programs and everything else. And we still send kids on YWAM and, and all those kind of things. I, I'm not, I'm not, you, you and I disagree on this, but yes. Yes, I know, I know we do. Yeah. But my point is, though, th- that at the end of the day, now at their mid-30s, yeah. they're wondering, 
was it with the right intentions? Was it with the right motivation? Yeah. Was it, what was the benefit of it and all of that? And I think we've overcomplicated mm-hmm. so many parts of Christianity, so many parts of the church. And I go to this, and this is my point when it comes to service. Love God. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor. Love God. Yeah. Love your neighbor. And you love your neighbor by serving. Do unto others as you want them to do to you. So if if I was going to miss the garbage, yeah. I would want my neighbor to yeah. take out my trash. Yeah, yeah. Just help me out. Help me out. Mm. So there, that's a better way. So let's not call it service. Let's call it help me out. Right? Like help help me out. Yeah. Like if I'm in need, help me out. If if even if I'm not needed, you don't think I'm in need. Yeah. Help me out. Like Ask me how I'm doing. Serve that way. We can serve in so mm-hmm. many ways. Sometimes we think we have to do, or the opposite maybe is true, that sometimes if it's not a big service thing, yeah, then I'm not attending. Because the little stuff, I don't, you know, I don't get enough attention. Yeah. So unless it's a big thing, right? Like a, a, a what's a big thing that churches do? Uh, well, like you said, like mission trips or thing like. Thing in a park. Yeah. You know, like a, a, a outreach in the park. Yeah. You know, hey, let's, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, you're just giving me eyes. Like, yeah. Cause I know, I know what you, you're going to say. You called out, you called out somebody by, by name. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Idiot. We're going to get a letter. Um, that's fine. He's in Texas. Anyway, that's what we're, we're trying to do is we just want to serve people around us. We want to serve yeah. our community with no ill intention, no, no attention to become more popular, no intention mm-hmm. for people to walk around and say, oh, that South Point Church, they sure did a humdinger of a job with the popcorn. Sure. Thank you for acknowledging us. Thank you for, for you know pointing us out. But we're going to move on. Yeah. And we're going to go to the next thing. And we're going to serve our neighbors. We're going to love our community. We're going to love the people that we work with. We're going to serve our families. We're going to serve the people around us. Mm. And we're going to see in my opinion, that God will start to move because people will look at us and they will know us by our love and mm-hmm. they will know us that we're not hypocrites, that we're backing up what we say with yeah. what we do. Yes. And when we're wrong, we'll tell them we're wrong. A hundred percent. When, you know, like all of the things that I think we don't realize can be service, right? Like, it's okay to apologize if we make a mistake. Yeah. Like I, I think that serves people really well too, because a lot of folks like have never had anybody apologize to them before. Yeah. Or admit that they're wrong. Well, we stand on this moral high ground and Mm. we, again, the hypocrisy of it is we say one thing, we do another and we never apologize when we screw up. And and it's the same thing with the, like you were mentioning about the Hillsong controversy right now. The, 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 no one's really come out and said, you know what? We tackled this the wrong way and we're sorry. And we made a mistake. And you know, sometimes that's never good enough for people. And I get that. Yeah. And, and those are outliers, but at the end of the day, it, it comes down to your heart, your motivation, um, the church's motivation. And at South point, our motivation isn't to become bigger, better, badder, awesome, stronger, yeah. you know, whatever. Skinnier jeans, skinnier jeans, better worship. Yeah. Um, flashier lights. I see the thing that strikes me about the Hillsong thing ultimately is like, let's just do the right thing right off the top. 
right? Like, I think that's serving the community. Like, when you know something's going on, like, no matter how hard it is, like, just do the right thing. And I think, like, if we can do that, along with everything else that you've you've said, I think we can win. And, and I don't mean win like, oh, well, our per- people's perception of us is going to change. I think it's more, you know what, like, these folks are genuine. And if I, I don't know, I think we both feel this way. If I die and that's all people say about me, like, he was the real deal. Like, he just was a very genuine person. He was crazy, said things, didn't, you know, whatever. But, like, at the end of it, like, we never doubted the fact that he loved God. Yeah. Yeah. So serve. Help somebody out. Help someone out. Serve. Serve. We're going to get in trouble for this one. Probably not. I mean, probably not. Well, maybe. Well, we'll find out. Okay. It was fun. Good times. Good Good, times. Good times. Um, and, uh, good crypto talk. Oh, that's going to come someday. Financial intentional services. Yeah, ready finances. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about crypto. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think we've ever pulled out the that the the, yeah. the sound bank. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. We I, we're probably gone longer than we normally want to, but we, we'll we'll bust out three or four more of the sound banks in future episodes. All right. Well, uh, get ready for those. And, uh, you know, Jesus, forgive me uh, for being a horrible human being. And uh, I hope you can, too. Have a great week, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye.